Thank you for choosing Tox News, your one and only source to Ben Shapiro's birthday. If you are at least a little uh, political on Twitter, Polita Twitter, um, Polita Twit? Who knows? Uh, you'll probably see that Ben Shapiro's trending yet again because of his birthday. Not because of a shitty take that he did, such as a couple of days ago when he tried to say, hey, we all have got zip ties, regardless of the fact that the guy in the Capitol was carrying a specific zip tie that was made for handcuffs. Flex handcuffs, to be specific, while also wearing, like, full-on body armor and a pistol on his side. No, he's trending this time for his birthday. So we got two video segments to get into. The first one is going to be from Newsmax TV. Uh, 29,000 views on it, which is you know, decent, but, you know, I would say a little bit more fringe than a popular conservative source. And it features Grant Stinchfield. And then we have... Ben Shapiro, we're going to get into a specific segment from his birthday cast today called They're Coming For You. So that's what this episode's mainly going to be about. Divide and conquer and go for them. And then I have a little bit of a golden black subreddit, Twitter, th uh, Reddit, no, not Twitter, but uh, subreddit to kind of get into. They put an interesting post in there that I think is going to be kind of worth... Uh, getting into like really it's a uh, what they did with it is pretty interesting um so we'll just cover that at the end uh but first oh yeah we're gonna get into the newsmax with grant stinchfield but da 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 yeah democrats quest to divide gop um which i think i i, I listened to some of this beforehand and he's kind of ignoring the part where uh, Mitch McConnell had said that uh, the Republicans should try to uh, tone down the election fraud allegations and also uh, not to object any of the electoral votes uh, on January 6th, which I think there was 10 to 12 Republicans who did. Uh, Bo of the fifth column brought up a good point that the ones that who did uh, object to the electoral votes are you know, meant to be seen as Trump loyalists and the Republicans who stayed silent in the face of a stolen election, their words, not mine. Uh, those ones are, um, well, they're a bunch of cowards, which is what the fringe Trump loyalists are going with. Whereas, uh, Bo of the fifth column was saying that they're more, uh, loyal to the Republican party itself, not necessarily just Trump. So, uh, the the more extreme Trumpists are saying they're a bunch of Republican treasonous cowards who uh, have capitulated to the Democrats who will now rule the United States into a communist, genderless hellscape where conservatives will be targeted, tracked down in 1984 into an Orwellian dystopian nightmare. All of this is, you know, manufactured. It's all part of the narrative that's been building, and I would hate to see the next four years be about how neoliberalism is out to oppress conservatives rather than actually just hurting the working class and then also the working classes abroad 
you know, all across this country, neoliberalism, or not even country, I meant to say the world, neoliberalism has its greedy little fingers in there and affecting working class people all over the planet. So I, 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 I hate that they, they sit here and focus on, you know, when they get canceled on the internet and when their actions are condemned, such as throwing an insurrection at the Capitol, um, that they act like they're the victims, they're the ones being oppressed, that they're being treaded upon. Um, it's, it's manufactured in a lot of ways, and we're going to get into this one. Even though Newsmax has 29,000 views, and it seems to hit the more brunt side of like a Tucker Carlson rant, um, this narrative is something that's going to persist throughout all of the right-wing echo chamber. So that's why I felt it was important to touch on this video specifically. Um, even though it doesn't have as many views, it does get right to the point of what 2021 is going to be about for conservatives, or at least the right-wing conservatives. Alright, I was waiting for the video to, like, expand, and now we can get it. The speed at which they are inflicting harm against conservatives is frightening. In just hours, they impeach our president. No hearings, no waiting for the investigations to conclude, no fast and furious vindictive strike. Parler is removed from the internet overnight. Books and business deals are canceled. There are growing calls now for anyone who openly supports the president to be fired. The vitriol now is apparently welcomed by Democrats. They even changed the house. Hmm. I meant to pause it and it freaked out a little bit. What I think is very interesting here is that like asking uh, Republicans who still support President Trump to resign has a lot to do with like why he's being impeached upon the 13th Amendment. I think Section 2, which I covered in uh, the last episode going through another round of the right-wing echo chamber but let me see here let me get it let me make sure i got this right Let's see that's 13. um no it's amendment 14 section 3 my apologies um and i'll read it again no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may by a vote of two-thirds of each house remove such disability. And so they're using that section there, accusing Trump of comforting uh, the insurrectionists, uh, you know, giving, emboldening them, to do what they did January 6th, which was storm the Capitol and trash the place and even steal some stuff. Now, with the picture of the gentleman with the zip ties, we can kind of assume that there were some people there who had plans to kidnap elected officials and possibly hold them in a in a kangaroo court, if you will, the same way that we had the uh, 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 Watchmen Wolverine or 
Wolverine Watchmen, I can't really remember, but the militia group out in Michigan, they plan to do the same thing with Governor Whitmer. Um, but the building was evacuated before they uh, were able to actually enter the building. So they didn't get on the full violent insurrection so much as it was mostly just a takeover of the building but of course once the national guard arrived with all of their gear they were able to uh clear out the area and since then we have been seeing several arrests um because even though there's a pandemic these uh insurrectionists didn't wear masks to even protect their identity so they won't protect uh, public health safety. Why would they protect their identity from being found after they committed a federal crime? So um, I just, you know, just just laying that out there. Um, that's that's that all of that accumulates with the people, even though Ted Cruz says that uh, violence is not OK. Um, he was really building the whole narrative around the stolen election without actual any evidence at this point because any of the irregularities that have been going on are a part of every election that we have every year but any widespread or coordinated voter rigging election rigging fraud all of those attempts there is no evidence to base any of this off of so if you continue to perpetuate that narrative you embolden the insurrectionists who went into the capitol that day who believe the very same um, unfortunately, we still have Ted Cruz. I think Jim Jordan is another one of them. And the various pundits throughout the right-wing media still continuing to push this story. So, um, that's where uh, demanding that uh, Republicans who hold office and who support the president are being asked to resign. So, a lot of context there that wasn't given in the video he he talked about uh trying to ban books um i think i might have talked in the last one as well with the um right-wing echo chamber that you know they're trying to uh ban the sale of andy knows book who is a fascist apologist who spins uh you know the protest between either the proud boys or patriot prayer neo-fascist groups and the uh, the the counter protesters who tend to be either black bloc or different various Antifa organizations, he spins it in a way to make the Antifas look like they're terrorists. Uh, the counter protesters, as if they are uh, hooligan terrorists, radicals that are out to destroy the country, whereas Patriot Prayer and Proud Boys are there to defend the principles of America. But the 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 terrifying thing is is that they have a lot of uh, violent tendencies. Patriot Prayers members have several assault charges filed against them. Proud Boys are known f for being a street fighting organization and they've brutalized counter protesters and journalists. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really just stress enough how much context is being missed out in this first 30 seconds. And this is this is a, 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 a news website. So like, the, the amount of biases that is starting to really show from the right wing is um, undeniable. Like they they they're um, which side they sit on when it comes to reporting the news is so blatant. Um, you know, I can't say CNN, MSNBC isn't guilty of the same. I don't really watch them as up as much because I don't I'm not really that interested in liberal news as much as I am in this like alternative right wing reality that's being created around us. 
So, um, yeah, a lot of context missing. Rules to allow for personal attacks against the president. The rule change, quotes, provides that the prohibition against personality in debate with respect to references to the president shall not apply. That, of course, was during the impeachment debate. Civility isn't just lost here. It's purposefully tossed out. Character assassinations, well, if Democrats, let them fly. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. In Michigan's 13th, we proudly speak truth to power, even in the face of a racist in chief. Do you see that? This is what unity looks like under Joe Biden now. It is clear. Even outlets like Newsmax, One America News, The Blaze, and others should start to prepare for the equivalent of the Salem witch trials. We're going to have to figure out. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you know, it's, it's, actually, it's like intentful acts of misinformation. So um, I, don't, I don't really agree with creating... Um, a commission to, um, you know, target people because it can be used both ways. It's a double-edged sword, but we're missing a, a, a very huge piece of accountability when we allow people with authority and the nomenclature of officiality, right? That them being the officials, trusted sources and our representatives in government, if they're spreading misinformation, like what, how we, we need to hold them accountable especially news media outlets, because, you know, news may not always be objective, but it should try to at least aim for that. Um, because, you know, objectivity is much more closer to truth than subjectivity is. About how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. We never went after MSNBC or CNN. They do it every night. Rain in to AOC means cancel, shut down speech, squash anyone who offers dissent. And mind you, all of this has just happened in just one week. And Joe Biden is not even president yet. And here is the next play to divide us. They do that. I promise you, they conquer us. Listen. I wonder if you have thought through kind of how Republicans begin what someone on my team earlier today called debathification yeah. of the Republican Party. Debathification of the GOP? See, that's the equivalent of the Saddam Hussein bath party. His senior leaders were rounded up and imprisoned. That, of course, is what they would love to happen to senior leadership of the Republican Party. They Wait. Did they just compare, like, Trump to Saddam Hussein? Was that a comparison that he wanted to make? <laughs> like, I get what he's going for, but, like, he was a brutal dictator, and people who enable that should be held accountable. What? I'm not sure that's the angle I would have gone for. Either, like, I am getting this messed up and confused, or he genuinely used Saddam Hussein as an example for what they're doing to Trump. Wow. I mean, like, in a lot of ways, I would 
agree with Trump's lack of, I don't know, action when it comes to Black Lives Matter and reforming the police or any action towards any of that whatsoever, I would say is a form of, you know, brutality. And the way that he's treated asylum seekers and immigrants at our southern border is another form of brutality. Um, but is he quite the level of Saddam Hussein? Not there just yet. But uh, with another four years, I wonder how much closer he probably would have been. But again, that's not the... I wouldn't have aimed for that. You should have tried to find somebody that, you know, that people liked <laughs> but i guess if he tried to use the socialist president um uh hold on let me see where he's from i don't want to get this wrong nope um where was it Man, I'm my brain is just farting so hard right now. I can't remember if it was Chile or uh Bolivia. Hold on. Bolivia. Oh my god. Uh do, 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 do. doing some autonomous research and development it's loading i know this is uh riveting stuff here um <laughs> hmm. doesn't let me know what his ideology is divisions constitution <laughs> Uh, uh, let me see. He was released from prison last year, but he was a socialist president in a South American country. And uh, a fascist coup took him out of office and prosecuted uh, him and a lot of his members of his party. But the reason why I don't think they would want to use that example is because of him being a socialist. But using a dictator that was strange uh yeah e evo morales there it is evo morales was uh one of bolivia's like favorite presidencies uh presidents and uh yeah he was <laughs> chased out of office um and thrown in jail but uh after they lost uh, the fascist party lost the election to, uh, um, oh man, e what, Ava, uh, no, that's who we're on now. Um, yeah, when they lost to, uh, Luis Aker, uh, Arce, um, then, uh, Evo Morales was allowed back out of jail um so the very complicated situation in bolivia that i don't understand like full heartedly i've really only gotten the headlines but honestly i would have gone with that example because it was like an actual coup takeover of the government and he was then prosecuted in like a banana republic type way like the whole court or the yeah the whole court was rigged against him and threw him away 
like using Saddam Hussein, that's just a little too on the nose. <laughs> like obviously you're gonna hold the leaders uh that enabled a dictator accountable for their actions. No duh. Compare party leadership to Bath Party executioners in Iraq. The hench women of MSNBC know what they are doing. They know we are all mad at Senator Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and so many more. They want to harness our anger to turn us against each other for their own political gain. Take a look at these 10 Republicans who voted to impeach the president. Now, I don't want them imprisoned. I want them all voted out of office, all 10 of them. And I want them replaced, not by a third party Trump molded candidate, but by a Republican Trump molded candidate. See, and the, the, the whole point there is that they're loyal to Trump. So absolute loyalty is much more important than actually holding Trump accountable for his actions. Um, and that's that's mainly what like the the liberal on MSNBC was talking about was that like how do we uh, deloyify uh, the the Republican Party from a demagogue from a, from being absolutist on Trump to going back to being loyal to uh, honestly the United States because um, forget political parties uh, political parties should be um, loyal to the United States in the common good, not to their, uh, you know, their colleagues. What became clear to me today yeah. is that whatever right. party Mitch McConnell and Liz Cheney think they're in, it isn't the same party that Don Jr. is going to run under. So I think you see the beginning of, of the end of one banner flying over Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. Now, Don Jr. is definitely going to run as a Republican yet again. And just because the Republican Party is, fr uh, you know, fractured doesn't necessarily mean that they're like their fringe QAnon supporters like uh, Laura Boebert or, or Laura Boebert. One of the two, Lauren or Laura, um, just, you know, just because, you know, there's a, a moderate Republican Party doesn't mean that there can't be a fringe Republican Party that slowly takes over the same way that there's a slow progressive movement going through the Democratic Party that until we eliminate the Electoral College, there's no chance for a third party to be successful in elections. So they know exactly what they're doing. Why do you think these left-wing propagandists are pushing so hard for a Trump-led third party? Because it will secure a Democrat. I don't know that they're pushing that hard for it. I think they're just acknowledging that the Republican Party is fractured. I didn't hear a push saying that they should create the third party and it's in their best interest. They're just acknowledging the fact that there is a bunch of uh, Trump loyalists who were down with his authoritarian aspects. Democrat victory in 2024. I know that is not what you all want to believe, but here's what I do. I do the math. 74 million Americans couldn't get it done this time. And yes, all the evidence of fraud hurt us. But not all 74 million are fervent Trump supporters. Many of them were just smart enough to know Joe Biden would be a disaster. And what happens if Nikki Haley runs? Or what happens if the governor of Florida runs, Ron DeSantis? There are strong conservatives who will vote for them instead of a third.
That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to go with the candidate they like, even if those candidates themselves are also a, a bit into the authoritarianism that Trump fitted. Laissez-faire, capitalist, uh, governmental authoritarianism. Um, yeah, that that still totally possible could happen. And if, you know, these people who, who you know, say they're running in 2022 or 2024 and saying, well, I really enjoy the Trump presidency times. And if we could make America great again, then they would convince more people into that fringe Republican Party. The thing is, is that the, the right wing media is going to continue pushing people into that sphere because it it was it incredibly successful even though trump's approval rating is dog shit right now because of the insurrection itself i think as the right-wing media has four years to really you know continue chipping away at, at people's um morals and understanding of neoliberalism they will push people further into either don trump jr's hands or ivanka trump whoever ends up running maybe even jared kushner party candidate, even if it's President Trump. So no matter what you want to believe, here is what needs to happen. The Republican Party is our party now. We need President Trump to exert his force over it. We have already wrestled the GOP from the <laughs> See, ruling. Exert his force over it like that. How do you sound less authoritarian at that point? class that thought they laid claim to it. And I'm talking about Mitch McConnell and the rest of them. Don't give it up now. Don't cut and run. For the first time in a long time, Republicans were winning because of us, all of you out there. And of course, because of the president. And just because 10 turncoats turn their back on the president, don't forget about the strong Republicans in Congress and the Senate who will help us keep a firm grasp on the new Republican Party. Why start over when we have already started the glorious transformation of the Republican Party thanks to President Trump? So like, what he's there is like saying like don't like they're going to push for this third party idea, but we already have the Republican Party, which is just going to foothold people into the Republican Party. And like I said, force people to go further right into remembering Trump as this like make America great Reagan type figure. Like they have such uh, idolization of Reagan that I'm sure like the right wing media can build the same narrative for Trump. And that's where this like Infowars segment comes in. It's great. It's so great. Let's we need check to it. We need to consider all, all, all. And this is, uh, I can't remember her first name. It's not Liz, I don't think, but it's Cheney's daughter here, um, who's always on The View. She's saying some stuff on The View, so let's, uh, let's hear her out. All right. possibilities. I'm not against sending these people to Gitmo, and that may sound extreme. These are domestic terrorists who attacked our own republic. They should be... Megan McCain, my apologies. ...treated the same way we treat Al-Qaeda. And she said that we should treat the insurrectionists at the Capitol Hill the same way that we treat Al-Qaeda. I don't agree with that um, because a lot of people there were kind of just, you know, moving with the wave. Um, but there were a number and covered this in the, the right wing echo chamber. There were a number of militia groups that, you know, if they had actually gotten further destruction and violence to go on, maybe I would agree with this sentiment. I, although I don't agree with Gitmo being a thing. 
Um, but you know, like trials and holding people accountability for their actions. Yes. Um, Gitmo. No, that, that actually needs to go. But, um, yeah, she's talking about literally everybody who was there, which I don't agree with that either. Like there was a lot of people who just kind of went with the heat of the moment and, uh, things really got hot. Uh, but the people who are a part of militias and are still organizing and planning future events, possible attacks, um, those people really need to, we need to keep our, our eyes on them. Um, but here's Alex Jones after that. It's her father that famously funded Al-Qaeda, was photographed with the heads of them and Al-Nusra in Syria just five years. Yeah, John McCain did it all by himself. The U.S. government didn't fund Al-Qaeda, Jones, sure. Years ago, her father is now in hell. We need to... Her father is now in hell. As you can see, like that—that's Alex Jones is a is a far right, um, I don't know, a pundit or uh, a figure, and he uh, is you know showing that part of that Newsmax that there is a fractured Republican Party or a fractured right wing that is a bit more um, willing to commit political violence and overthrow the country in order to establish an authoritarian rule, possibly by Trump because uh, they believe that there's a cabal of leftists out there coming to destroy America. So um, now we're going to get into Benny, uh, Benny birthday boy, and how they are coming for you. Right now. Okay, so I have been arguing for a week at this point, much longer than that, more broadly speaking, but certainly since the Capitol riot, that the country could come together around a few common propositions. Propositions like political violence is bad. Propositions like you shouldn't tell lies about what Congress can and cannot do. Propositions like if you're going to make if you're going to make a broad scale argument about the United States or about the American system, you should have evidence to back those suggestions. And arguments like if there are people on the other side who do really bad things, then typically you should assume that most of the people on the other side are not in favor of those bad things unless they remain silent in the face of those bad things or unless they sub express support for those bad things. And they were able to do that with like the way that the uh, Democrats responded to the BLM protests. And they ended up like, in, especially the president, lumping all of them together with uh, radical leftists, anarchists, um, Antifa. And, you know, it, that's, essentially how Antifa became that name of the homogenous boogeyman that's been going around burning down cities of, of, of America. Um, so they, they, they watch everything you say and you do. And then as soon as you're a little apologetic to the protest movement, well, then you're a part of the rioters as well. That's something that the right wing has been doing a whole ton. And Ben Shapiro did go viral just the other day because on his Twitter, he uh, suggested that everyone owns zip ties. Like, it's not weird that people own zip ties. And it was in reference to the guy who went to uh, the, the DC protest with the handcuff zip ties, which are a very specific kind of zip ties for a very specific task. So, um, you know, we could then by Ben Shapiro's logic, assume that he is also okay with carrying around flex cuffs in case you find an elected official that you don't agree with. Things, right? These seem like these, these should be fairly common 
well-accepted bipartisan principles, except they're not, except they're not. Because what has happened in the aftermath of the Capitol riot is a wide-scale attempt by many on the left, particularly in the media, to lump together every single person on the right with the Capitol rioters. And a lot of that is driving the, the sort of drive for impeachment. See, the thing is that you can make the argument that Trump did something impeachable here. Right? I have a lot of friends on the right who have made that argument. Now, there are people in Congress, ranging from Liz Cheney to certain senators like Pat Toomey, who have made that argument. I don't find the argument completely unconvincing. Now, I have, I have friends in the commentariat, ranging from the folks over at the Wall Street Journal to Commentary Magazine to National Review, who have argued in, in some detail why they think that Trump's conduct over the past couple of months has been impeachable. And while I may disagree with some of their analysis, I can't pretend that there is no basis for the ire or for the outrage. Man, the buffer is pretty bad. Or for the outrage, or even for the argument itself. But here is the thing. What we are seeing on the left is an attempt to broaden out the argument about impeachment so that it broadly applies. It applies too broadly. When I was in law school, there, there was a professor in contract, and he used to use a phrase over and over and over again, which was an argument proves too much, an argument that proves too much. What an argument that proves too much means is that there are certain arguments that you make that are specific to the circumstance. And then there are arguments that you make that actually are so broad that they encompass a bunch of stuff that you don't intend. So if you were to make the argument, for example, that President Trump does bad things and bad things are impeachable, that was your entire argument. You'd say that's an argument that proves too much because everybody does bad things and you can't impeach everybody, right? So whenever you set a standard, the standard should be equally applicable. It should be... Yeah, so uh, the thing is, though, is that the bad things are specified. And anybody who says unspecifically bad things obviously isn't a serious person that should be taken seriously. Now, let's scroll over in my little pocket book. Uh, Amendment 25. So, let's see here. Just trying to make sure. Um... I think this is only the process of impeachment. Let's see. The other uh, uh, article is somewhere else, but let me make sure Amendment 25 doesn't say anything in specific. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Um... That's if he resigns. All right, yeah, so it's in the articles. <laughs> All right, so it is Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. The President, Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So it is specified there if it is high crimes and misdemeanors, meaning that it's already written in law that they broke the law, those are the bad things. So you usually have to then take it to the Senate in the trial and, um, you know, present your case of the high crimes and misdemeanors. 
almost like every other kind of trial. So, um, Ben Shapiro creating this fake person who says, um, I want to impeach him for bad things. Uh, he hasn't paid attention to any actual imp impeachment trial. Um, Clinton wasn't impeached for having uh, Monica Lewinsky suck his dick. He was impeached because he had people lie. He lied uh, to uh, everybody when he said that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Now, again, not really sure what this really has to do with um, his, you know, capability of running a country. But lying to the American people on something as... I consider trivial as that, especially since it's a personal matter that doesn't necessarily deal with the, the, the citizens. Um, you know, him lying about that, what else could he lie about? And the thing is, is as it continued on and Clinton denied, he they, they asked other people, well, you know, what do you think of this and do you think it actually happened? Well, there were several officials that Clinton asked to lie for him. So essentially, it was about lying to the American people that Clinton was impeached for. Now, when it comes to Trump's impeachment for Ukraine phone call, they accused him of bribery. So the Senate held a pretty weak ass trial and found the president not guilty. They did not convict him in the impeachment, but it was still presented that it was for in the case of bribery, which is in Article 2, Section 4. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about with somebody saying he did bad things. neutral and it should be applied really only to the situations where it is in effect okay the problem for the left is they are now making arguments that prove too much what they are saying is that not only is what happened at the capitol riot awful and evil true not only is it that president trump was saying untrue things about what congress could do or about voter fraud or about the stolen election True. What they are saying is that it was perfectly foreseeable that what happened at the Capitol riot was going to happen from the moment that Trump got on the escalator and that every Republican, every single Republican, whoever participated in anything with Trump is responsible for this and not only responsible for it, knew it was coming and looked the other way because anyone of intelligence and good heart could tell that this was going to end with bloodshed at the Capitol building. Now, First of all, that's just nonsense. It's nonsense. It, is, it was a it very, is. very it's unlikely right. scenario what happened last week, which is why everyone, including Capitol Police was taken by some he he's totally right that it is nonsense because he made it up entirely people are accusing him of when since the election day of 2020 not not even the election day but the election year when Trump started building the narrative of a rigged election that's what that's the apologensia that people are talking about enabling that behavior that then led to the Capitol um, insurrection that Ben Shapiro also says is evil and bad so, um, yeah, Ben, um, you know, a lot of us didn't want him to be president back then, but none of us are saying that's what this has to do with now. It has everything to do with the events that spiraled out of control since the day Trump started saying that the election was going to be rigged and then continued building that narrative on and on and on and on and on with the help of the right wing echo chamber and then several other representatives in Congress. That's what we're talking about. And I don't know how you came to the idea that it's been about like since day one, we knew he was a fascist. And ever since then, people were fascist apologists. That is an accusation we can make, but it isn't really a part of the impeachment trial going on here now. Surprise. That is not to minimize the evil. That's to point out what an abject evil it is. I think that the most expected 
outcome of the election after Trump lost in terms of his behavior based on his character was that he's going to bitch and moan about it for a couple of months, that he was going to continually suggest that the election was not properly settled based on information that was not true. Some people were going to buy into it and then he would leave. Right. I think that, that was mo that the institutions had hemmed him in for four years. I think most people. So I like how he knew that Trump was going to do this and didn't think that it was dangerous behavior in the first place. He's like, I knew that he was going to do that and he was just going to go away and everything was going to be fine. So, like, is that plausible deniability that he just underestimated the effect of this narrative? Or did he fully know the, the, the narrative? And at this point, he's just he's still steering it. He's still spinning it, weaving it, making the spider's web. Right, left and center actually believed that that's what was going to go on. And that basically was what had been happening up until the moment that the Capitol was breached. Does that relieve Trump of responsibility for his bad comments? No. Does it mean that he is responsible for incitement? Also, no. I have a very strict. But there are videos of him saying that they need to march to the Capitol. That day, he said that. And since then, he's been saying that they need to fight for their America. They need to protect their America, defend their America. Proud boys, stand back and stand by. There's a long history of this, and it's not just of recent memory or all the way back to when he first came down the steps in Trump Tower. He, he's purposefully putting these gaps in there so that be, mainly because the viewers that watch this aren't going to remember that far back especially since he's steering the narrative as they listen and he's just hoping that they nobody is going to remember at least the people who actually consume and take this seriously standard when it comes to incitement unless you are telling people to go into acts of violence because i'm trying to be as tailored as possible here so we can have a neutral standard like i discussed well, then it's not incitement, right? It can be bad language that raises the temperature. It can be something ugly. Okay, but again, the argument that the left is making, the argument Democrats are making, members of the media are making, is that this was the natural culmination of four years of Trumpism, and thus anyone who was even tangentially linked to Trump in any way must be cast aside, must be thrown out of the body politic. And so when Republicans are being asked... Doesn't that, doesn't that sound familiar to that Newsmax segment that we just went through? Hello, echo chamber. Hello, 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 hello. What they feel about impeachment. They're being asked essentially in, in their interpretation, which I think doubting the motives of the left in this case is probably good practice. Their interpretation is signing their own political death warrant because they're being asked not about Trump's specific behavior. They're being asked to pass a referendum on themselves. They're being asked to admit that they knew this was going to happen and didn't care if this happened. And that is a lie. It is not true. Now, there's a lot of support for this particular position that I'm taking, this, this sort of analysis. First of all, I talk to Republicans on a daily basis, literally millions of them on a daily basis with this show. I hear from thousands of you every single week and hundreds of you every single day on topics like this. So I feel like I have a pretty good window into what the right is thinking on this. And if I want a window into what the left is thinking, all I have to do is flip on MSNBC or CNN. And the media have been repeating this argument ad nauseum, right? This is the media's argument. It is that it is not, this is, this was never just about Trump, you see. This is about a deep and abiding phenomenon inside the Republican Party, inside conservative circles, and that everybody who is even slightly right of center is complicit in all of this. So here is just a mashup by our friends over at Grabian of, of I mean, they are complicit in like allowing every act that Trump has, has gone forward. Um, even though he reduced taxes across the board, um, he did implement still like 
the era of uh of authoritarianism and you know kind of expanding the executive power and the um highlight here for me is is that ben shapiro uh went over trump's um july 4th speech at mount rushmore which went through almost every characteristic of fascism in his speech all 14 points of them um so if ben shapiro was really into that speech well then you know we can put him into that category and say he's a trump loyalists in a lot of ways and should be kept an eye on to you know he's he's going to argue in favor of the next fascist regime that comes in that's that's the whole point is to be aware of who the fascists are variety of media figures who essentially are blaming every conservative every person who voted for trump every trump supporter for what happened at the capitol riots Right. This is this is a huge problem. If you are looking to end political polarization, you have to assume that people on the other side aren't inherently bad. But unfortunately, the capital riots are being used, not surprisingly, as a. Yeah, but polarization only it's a two way street, Ben. And what did you say one time is that the only time you should befriend a leftist is to debate them or the only time you should talk to a leftist is to debate and argue with them. So, like, the, what, how does that help? uh you know polarization he has a mug and he still has it right there that says leftist tears like come on man like you're obviously a reactionary to anything left as a, as a rationale for castigating everybody you disagree with as morally decrepit and morally defunct this has been going on by the way long before trump i wrote a book called bullies in 2013 all about how this was the left's argument going back to then right i mean that was several years before trump was even a glint in the public imagination so far as presidential politics was concerned. In any case, here was, here's a- Even though he tried to run three times prior, even though he was constantly on TV with The Apprentice and would make comments about how Obama wasn't from the United States. Yeah, he was barely a glint in our eye. A brief mashup of just some of the people on cable news who have been making exactly this argument. Each of these people should be shamed and they're gonna go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at. I wonder if you have thought through kind of how Republicans begin what someone on my team earlier today called debathification. Look, I think the the same video from the Newsmax segment. Echo, 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 echo. See, and that's the that's the effectiveness of the right wing media is that this is all one person consumes and they just get repeated messages over and over and over again until it's so reinforced that it's basically a wall on our southern border. Oh, my God. Challenges that that the, the, the rot is from the grassroots all the way to the presidency. So the rot is at every layer. There are millions of Americans um, Almost all white. And honestly, that's how like a a a, a, a fascist like a fascist takeover goes through. Like they slowly accumulate some power to the point where they have enough bargaining power. And I'm sure this would work for progressives too. That if the democratic socialists actually start getting more and more members within their party put into seats of power, they will have more bargaining power and more ability to push across their policies. Same thing. Same exact thing. And that's why the discussion on the left is, is what do we do about all these fascists? Almost all Republicans who somehow need to be deprogrammed. 
They need to be deep. It's debathification, right? They're just like the members of Saddam Hussein's bath party. That's the kind of language that Joy Reid is using. And this kind of argument is extremely common in the press right now. Paul Krugman wrote an entire piece about how this was the natural consequence of 30 years of Republican malfeasance. Well, we heard from Thomas Friedman that he's happy that Trump is, quote unquote, breaking apart the Republican Party because it deserves to happen. Plus, hey, you know, we might be able to get our Democratic agenda through if the party fragments. Right. So when Republicans and conservatives look at the impeachment charge, as always, and this has become, yeah, when Trump was elected, I said all Democrats had to do was not be crazy. That's all they had to do. And then they proceeded to be absolutely crazy, right? Then they proceeded to, by the way, this is not exculpatory for people in Trump's camp who have also gone crazy. There are many people in Trump's camp, not like a few, but not everybody. There are many people in Trump's camp who believe things that are simply not true. Okay, but the left has also gone insane to the extent that they were pushing Russian collusion hoax nonsense for four years to the extent that- Still, to this day, have not gotten the unredacted Mueller report. The, the the unpeer-viewed by William Barr Mueller report. So all the rest of that evidence that we didn't get from that uh, investigation, we like the American public still does not have. So um, Ben Shapiro still calling it a hoax while uh, most of the information is still not out there. Um, that just speaks volumes of where he sits. They were green lighting rioting during the summer and pretending that this was some sort of racial reckoning moment for the United States. That was a broad, almost universally accepted tautology for nearly everybody on the left. And to the extent that now they're trying to label everybody a, a fellow traveler with rioters in order to excise them from the public debate. Yes, if you're an apologist for those actions, yes. Um, he's he's he's, you know, exaggerating it to the point as if they're blaming every single Republican, but they're not unless every single Republican has been supporting Trump and the insurrectionists. Um, but, you know, a lot of them are saving face at this point, trying to not have uh, the insurrectionists actually fit into their uh, party or even their that, you know, their public image. Um, some some of them are okay with it. Uh, others are trying to you know act politically savvy in the same way that Ben Shapiro is doing now, acting that he's completely against all the actions that took place on January six, but then at the same time still um, finding a way to make Republicans feel like they're going to be oppressed. And this is it, it's it's bad and it's ugly. And so what it means is that when people look at any single question, they are not being asked to answer the single question. I've been saying this for a while. There's a lot of polling data. Every time Trump would tweet something dumb or something bad, there'd be some snap poll. And it'd be like, many Republicans approve of what Trump said. And what I kept saying about these polls is... Did? Were there? I don't think I ever heard of any of those. Hmm. Is that that is certainly a plausible way of reading the poll. Here's another plausible way of reading the poll. When people snap to a... are asked in a snap poll what they think of what Trump did, what they hear is... You are a bad person if you support Trump in any way. What do you think of you, right? And, and the reason they've done that is because the media have, have, have so, it's a reactionary move and people shouldn't do that, but that is how people react. And the fact is that when you lump everybody on the right in with every bad thing Trump does, and then you say, this is what you like most, what you like most about him is all the bad.
But Trump did that like constantly, especially during the election with Democrats trying to like lump them in with every single protest or any protest that was classified as a riot or any counter protest by Antifa organizations like that. That's exactly what the president himself did. And Ben Shapiro was silent during that entire time. But he's only calling it out now because it's something that the left is doing or not. I, not you know, I'm, I say left, but really Democrats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bad stuff that he does. People on the right go, you know what? Middle finger, right? That's John, Trump is a giant pulsating middle finger. He continues to be that. And so long as the left lumps everybody together, this is going to continue. Okay, and again, this preceded Trump because they did this. So if he's acknowledging that Trump's a middle finger to everyone in the establishment and to Democrats, then he knows that that's an, a, a tool, an object of polarization, which he has been supporting this entire time. He's been supporting the middle finger because he's making the claim that Democrats went crazy first. Um, but Fox News was founded like back in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, which has been like pulling people farther to the left since that or to the right since then long before Trump. They've been demonizing Republicans as racist, sexist, bigot, homophobes literally as long as I've been in politics, which is since I was 17 years old. I mean, how many Republicans oppose the legalization of gay marriage in 2015? Should we go back? Should we should we find out real quick? How many Republicans still uh, don't support gay marriage. Ben? Arth uh, Orthodox Judaist Ben Shapiro? <laughs> Come on, he, he still won't even go to one of Dave Rubin's anniversaries. He even refuses to bake a cake. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't want 2020 stories. I want 2015. Come on, I want to know from that time. <laughs> Over 60% of Republicans oppose court on gay marriage. 60%. That's homophobic. And that was six years ago. In July, that will be six years ago. So if, if if somehow their Overton window has been shifted away from being anti-gay marriage since then, um, we could definitely consider 60% of Republicans homophobic. Ben, I won't bake a cake for Dave Rubin Shapiro. Come on, man. Come on. So it looks like uh, Pew did go over changing attitudes and it went from 60% to 31%. So that's that that is pretty significant. Um but you know uh, a a third in America are still homophobic and I would bet that they sit on the side of the party that is constantly talking about how important the nuclear family and also pro life even though like you know same sex marriage uh definitely fix the fixes the issue of overpopulation in a lot of ways so um yeah this is uh hmm, nonsense Ben nonsense and you know when republicans support a border wall which is basically just a giant symbol of racism and also the treatment of asylum seekers and immigrants at the border 
with you know for sterilization going on last year and the Republican Party being silent about it, how can we not feel that the Republican Party still has racism going on within it? And I'm sure before then. Okay, we're going to get to more of this in just one second because nope, that's going to be it because his uh, that was that was it. That was that was uh, the segment that I was going to get from Ben Shapiro. He's about to get into one of his ads. But uh, yeah, Ben Shapiro uh, just, you know, echoing the same sentiment that the liberals are out there to get conservatives when really we just want to. I don't know how the liberals really feel about it, but me personally, as a, uh, you know, more anarchist leaning person, it would be super tight if we could eliminate the fascist ideologues within our government. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. We hit that hour mark, so we'll, we'll, we will be back shortly with uh, more of that sweet, sweet talks for your, uh, I don't know, political enjoyment, if you have any. we're back to a segment that will not be on the YouTube video. This is just for you, my podcast listeners, to show you how much I love you. Um, this here specifically is coming from Golden Black subreddit, which is a libertarian ANCAP, anar anarcho-capitalist subreddit. And I found it very interesting mainly because of the stuff that we just went over and this idea that uh, Republicans are going to be hunted down the same way McCarthy did and the Red Scare before McCarthy in the 1920s. Um, so give me one second while that... while I try to fade this music out. Alright, it's just acting dumb. So we have uh, this coming from subreddit golden black um, but I want to read the article first it says from Reuters US now says no evidence no evidence of kill capture teams at US Capitol the top federal prosecutor in Washington DC said on Friday there is no direct evidence to suggest that rioters who stormed the US Capitol had formed quote-unquote kill capture teams and like I had said earlier is that a lot of this was just like, oh, man, they're storming the Capitol. This is so exciting. Let's go with them, you know. Um, but the article continues. The comments by acting U.S. attorney Michael Sherwin appeared to be an effort to walk back claims federal prosecutors in Arizona had made in a court filing late on Thursday in which they alleged there was evidence that rioters intended, quote, to capture and assassinate elected officials, unquote. Now, with the dude with the zip tie uh, cuffs, it's, you know, he, it seemed like it. 
for sure. And uh, the other militias, you know, maybe have been planning things, whether or not we are aware of the uh, Wolverine Watchmen in Michigan who were planning on doing such a thing. And we know that the Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, Sons of Liberty, um, a lot of militia groups were there and who knows what the full extent of their plans were. Um, but saying that everybody was there to capture and assassinate elected officials is um, hyperbolic and um, uh, not true. So Sherwin said that his office is leading the prosecution effort, but as local offices help to run down suspects in their districts, there may have been a quote unquote disconnect on the evidence obtained so far in the cases. Late on Thursday, Federal prosecutors had made sweeping claims about the ongoing investigation and a filing as they asked a judge to detain Jacob Chansley, an Arizona man and QAnon conspiracy theorist photographed wearing horns as he stood at the desk of Vice President Mike Pence in the chamber of the U.S. Senate. I think that's the QAnon shaman. Um, in the filing, they said Chansley left a note for Pence warning that, quote, it's only a matter of time, justice is coming, unquote. Strong, uh, we have another uh, quote here saying, strong evidence, including Chansley's own words and actions at the Capitol, supports that the intent of the Capitol rioters was to capture and assassinate elected officials in the United States government, unquote, the memo said, coming out of Arizona. Now, see, and that's the thing, is that I do not believe that it was the intent of every single uh, rioter there. Maybe for some, but not all is what I, I would I would attempt to die on this hill, provided that I could find more evidence. But I feel that a lot of people there were there in support of Trump and the narrative that this was a stolen election. And other ones there are much more serious about committing political violence in order to get their political agendas across. Not everyone, but there are. There are actors of that sort. So... I think it might be a little bit more, you know, worthwhile possibly investigating Chansley further and whether or not that was his intent. Um, but every single rioter uh, probably didn't even know who Chansley was. A spokeswoman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Arizona told Reuters the office plans to file an amended memo today ahead of Chansley's appearance in federal court for his detention hearing. At a press briefing on Friday, Sherwin said his office was brought 98 criminal prosecutions to date and has opened investigations into more than 275 people in connection with the Capitol riots in which Trump supporters stormed the Capitol, ransacked offices, and in some cases attacked police. One of them died. Uh, he was beaten with a... Um, fire extinguisher and died later of his injuries so uh two two police officers died one died there and the other died later of his, their injuries so steven d antoono <laughs> assistant director in charge of the fbi's washington field office urged suspects at the briefing to turn themselves in freely quote to those of you who took part in the violence here's something you should know every fbi field office in the country is looking for you as a matter of fact even your friends and family are tipping us off unquote and i found something interesting is that there was a girl who was i think on bumble or something of the sort and had changed um, her interest into conservatives and she started receiving um, pictures from some of the, her suitors that were of them at the Capitol and she started sending those into the FBI. So that's pretty funny. Um, but the interesting that comes at, thing that comes out of the subreddit, uh, Golden Black, is that I clicked on the post because it says, US says Capitol rioters meant to capture and assassinate officials filing 
here's the thing is that somebody edited that headline because the Reuters headline says that there was no evidence of such matters. And that's what the article essentially is about. But the headline here on Golden Black says that they were there to capture and assassinate officials. So that pretty much steers the conversation in the comment section here. And I'll read a few because obviously these people did not read or even click the link. So uh, Buckingham Helmet says, if that is actually what they meant to do, there would have been a lot more blood, even though most of the building was evacuated. And also, five people died because of that day. So we could say that they didn't intend violence, but there was violence. <laughs> um, another one here. Jesus fucking Christ, they are really going with the insurrection shit. Watch the left spend the next four years going full McCarthy and trying to paint everyone who ever voted for Trump as a terrorist and a traitor. They have no idea what they are creating by pushing this stupid fucking narrative. Which is the narrative that the right wing is pushing that they are pushing. You see what's going on here. We just went through the echo chamber in the previous episode before the Theory Thursday. We just went over some of it more with the Newsmax Divide and Conquer segment. And they're coming for you from Ben Shapiro. And here it is, culminated in a comment on this very headline, or this very uh, subreddit post, that got the headline wrong. I wonder what the responses would have been had the, the headline itself not been corrected. So let's keep going here. And I would be surprised if conservatives started suffering under a McCarthy-era thing. It would definitely only be the Trump loyalists that they're going to go after if that is something that they're going to do. I doubt Biden would support any of that because he's constantly talking about how they need to unify the, the party. And I'm sure he just wants to move past the whole thing. Um, let's see here. Do, do, do. Oh, nice. Uh, this guy says they need to confiscate weapons. The globalists. Yeah, are calling it the white supremacist movement and they will make a list of all the white supremacists and you will be blacklisted by the corporate authoritarian takeover until you hand them over. That's my prediction. <laughs> and you know that has to be built from the whole right-wing narrative that's being pushed throughout that echo chamber. All right. Let's find another uh, sweet, juicy response here. Do, 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 do. A fitting outcome it would have been. This guy actually supports the uh, the the kill capture uh, teams. And he says a fitting outcome it would have been. He has five upvotes. Um, the next point, I really hate this insurrection narrative. If anything, it was the most pitiful insurrection in recent history. I agree. The people who went there were obviously you know, not well prepared for the actions that ensued. Otherwise, you would have seen, yeah, a much more worse situation, which, you know, with a public inauguration going on and protests and demonstrations planned throughout all 50 states, it's got me a little worried. Um, the comment continues. Do these people even know what happens in places like Turkey, Libya, Russia, and Ethiopia? Insurrections were led by armed people, and they were not giving... Oh, they were not going to hesitate on using their weapons. In contrast, the ones in D.C. look no different than deranged drunks wandering the hallways of Congress and maybe taking a few things as memorabilia and doing photo ops. I would agree, but the 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 thing is, is that since the, you know, 
the 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 Senate and the House of Representatives were evacuated prior to their uh, entry, we don't know how much worse it actually could have gotten. Knowing that the that 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 there were armed people, and also knowing that um, there were flex handcuffs, um, some of them did have intent to further violence. Um, so uh, the the only thing I can give credit to is that thankfully the building was evacuated. Uh, just a dude one two two says everyone here seems to be taking the side of it was a protest that got out of hand and I'm sure for many of the people there that was true but some of the rioters very clearly planned this and took it seriously pipe oh yeah pipe bombs outside of DNC and RNC several weapons brought to the protests zip ties etc not everything has to be a government conspiracy and the vast majority of these rioters should be going to jail Wow wow nobody responded to that one either i find that interesting but it does have five upvotes so five people were like there should have been kill and capture and then five people agree that um these people quite possibly were terrorists all right uh this guy comes in a little bit uh, enlightened here. He says, yeah, there was a truck full of weapons and homemade explosives found parked down the street. At least two others were carrying firearms and had some other items like plastic handcuffs, which don't exactly seem innocuous under the circumstances. The response here comes from Mr. Penguin saying 11 little pipe bombs, a pistol and a rifle don't exactly create insurrection. Given the tens of thousands of people there, I would hardly call this armed. And the guy responds, look at them goalposts go. That's funny. <laughs> All right. That's funny. Uh, Vank Corgan seems to definitely not like what's, uh, what's going on here in Golden Black. Um, another comment says, they keep saying violent insurrectionists and domestic terrorists. I don't think the media knows what those words mean. If they planned on killing politicians, why did they not bring guns? Um, not everyone brought guns, but people did bring guns. So um, we can't, like I've said, I'm not accusing of every single person there with the intent of killing elected officials, but I can't say that it was absent from every single person's mind there. So um, let's let's not play kitty games here. But that's just the little, you know, that's the little side piece I wanted to add here. Um, because this this headline was purposefully changed and has actually garnered different responses that I was surprised by. I, I thought more people would be like, oh my god, they're coming for us. And it seems to actually be a mix, uh, a decent mix of like, well, this was actually an active insurrection, even though it wasn't, you know, well planned. But um, very fascinating that this uh, this headline here was edited. U.S. says Capitol rioters meant to capture and assassinate officials filing. That's from the Reddit, but the actual article they linked says U.S. now says no evidence of kill capture teams at U.S. Capitol. So uh, it might not have well been organized, but there definitely were some people there willing to take political violence to the point of no return just going to leave that there this has been the friday episode of talks news if you enjoy it uh like subscribe rate review um hit me up on twitter at toxin pod t-o-x-n-p-o-d um i got writings on poor 
portumrebellion.net. Um, and I will be back next week with more of this delicious toxicity. So uh, I'll catch you next time on the flip side. And remember, do 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 Nardwar.